Hello, hello. Welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast. And today for this full length, I'm going to be talking about a couple of things. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to be releasing the Andre 3000 podcast. And they should have a podcast coming with Mubarak pretty soon. Getting some other interviews lined up with people, um, wrapping up moving. And um, so basically coming into this, um, my whole entire thing about the Grammys is, did they get it right this time? And it's weird. Um... <clears throat> If we really go into this shit, like, as a hip-hop fan, like, as a real hip-hop fan, it makes me wonder, because I just have my mind going, because it's weird, though, like, that they did a total 360 in this COVID year. They did a total, complete 360, where they did the, the kind of shit that, you know, as a hip-hop fan, that you would never really think that they would do. Where they, they take the album, the best hip-hop album category, and they just align it with pure spitters. And I have no issue with this, but I'm, I'm going to explain um, the, the thing with the Grammys as far as the love-hate relationship that they have. And I think it's tough because even though it's weird because I want to say they got it right and they got it wrong. And one... You know, person who made great sense about this was Mike C. Town when he was saying that it's weird that the baby isn't up there or little Uzi Vert. You know, at least one of those guys like to balance this out. Maybe have three, uh, three of the spitters. You know, three of the you know the lyricists, and then you can have three of the more melodic type artists. But it, it was just really interesting though, considering. But looking at at everything, as far as my personal list. As far as like personal rap albums that I listen to, these are all, all albums I liked. Um, you know, Jay Electronica, Wrist, a Written Testimony is, is, is a solid project. But honestly, that one caught me off guard when it was nominated because not only did Jay Electronica just put out Patents of Nobility 2, which was pretty good. I also felt like that project, it, it just, I feel like they could have replaced it with a different project. And there's no diss to Jay Electronica, not saying he doesn't deserve that slot. But, um, you know, I like D-Smoke. <clears throat> I like D-Smoke, but I think a p- part of it is uh, the Netflix stuff. And um, not to say that he hasn't been grinding, but I feel like that there are just certain things that come into play with the Grammys. And um, not to D-Smoke and Jay Electronica, though, as far as them being MCs, they are MCs. And um, that it's cool that they're up there. And I think that those two artists have probably gotten the most you know, oh, why are they up here, you know, with this list, at least from what I've seen from other hip-hop blogs, but, um, going to this, looking at it, like, the Grammys, and why starting to progressively wake up, and, and why I think that this is a bit odd, it's just, like, the drastic changeover, you know, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we have Nas, Royce, um, we have Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, you know, Jay Electronica, we have D-Smoke, and, I think I think it, it caught a lot of people off guard. And I think I might be missing one more album. Missing one more album. Oh, Royce, the Five Nine, the Allegory. Um, I think about all this shit, and I I just look at the landscape of hip hop, and I do think it does kind of misrepresent the other side of the coin, which is funny. Where like I kind of feel for feel a little weird because it's like they can't do anything right, but they can't. It's it's like they're trying to fix their mistake, but in doing so, they overcompensated so much that they kind of knocked everything out ba- off balance in a way. Because pretty much people were just saying, hey, we don't have an issue with you putting mainstream rap artists for best rap album, but maybe you could throw in 
some artists who have good music, but maybe they don't get the same amount of publicity or they aren't backed by a major label. And this is all business again. This is all business. That's all I'm saying. It's all, it's all business because if you look at the best rap song categories, I'll tell you who's nominated for that. And most of them, I'm already going to tell you, you already know who it is. It's, it's Lil Durk. It's Roddy Rich, Megan Thee Stallion, um, Lil Baby. <laughs> excuse me, the baby, Drake, um, these are the names, um, that are, like, these are the current names, and, um, let's see, look at this, for best rap song, we have Lil Baby, Bigger Picture, which is, I, I, that, that could very much win, I would be okay with that, Roddy Rich, The Box, that was a, that song was, um, powerful, I think that, that, honestly, I look at that, I think that song of the year, personally, um, that, that was on, and, um, you can't deny that that, that shit was a hitter, Laugh Now, Cry Later is cool, but I don't feel like... I feel like it's a little too soon. Um, Rockstar, I mean, featuring Roddy Rich. Good for, good for Roddy for being... Um, good for Roddy Rich for being nominated uh, twice. Much much love. That's pretty dope, though. Um, Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce, Savage. Okay. All right, yeah, so that... that you see, that kind of fits the bracket. And it's interesting. It, are they trying to say that these artists are not... As adapted for making albums, are you saying? Are they trying to say that we're gonna focus this because these uh, these artists are more better at, at making full project projects and bodies of work? And I don't really know. And like this is where I kind of get weirded out. Is like, what is the intention behind it? Is the inten- intention, you know, to people please? Is the intention to really get this right? Is the intention just to say, hey, get off our backs? We're not. Um, unattached, disconnected, we're not just some Caucasian people who don't know shit, I don't know, but um, looking at all of this, I'm looking at the facts, I, I have no issue, because I mean, all these albums are good, you have um, Nas, a King's, a King's Disease, which is a, overall a dope album, and a great collaboration between him and Hit Boy, and if Nas got his first Grammy from this, I don't think anyone would be mad, and I wouldn't complain either, um, you got Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist Alfredo, which is an incredible project. Um, I love everything about it. I think it's a great listen, a great transition, track to track. Um, you have Jay Electronica and Jay-Z. You should be on that, too. A written testimony. And again, like, it's a good project, but it didn't really stick to me like that. Like how it should have, just because of the release and the way it was put together. Um, D-Smoke. I like D Smoke. I think his music is dope. Um, if if he wins, you know, hey, big up to him, you know, and everything. I think this this overall is just gonna help his name name grow, you know, just the nomination alone. But if he wins, um, it would surprise me, but I, I wouldn't complain either. Um, it'd be good for him. Let's see, Royce the Five Nine, the Allegory. Um, I I think this album, like personally, I think this this is one of my favorite hip hop albums of the year. Um, so far, the allegory by Royce the Five Nine and um, this project, um, the release of it, everything he did, man, this music has just been kicking. And the, the fact that he produced it and put it together, it just shows um, just the crazy ma- amount of growth he's gone through as an artist. And that's pretty spectacular as a whole. So let's see, I've named Royce, Freddie, Royce, Freddie, Nas. J Electronica D Smoke. Okay, so that's everybody. So that's pretty much my take on it, you know. Because, but I do think that out of all, out of all of them, quality wise, like my favorite albums, 
Um, I'm going to have to pick Alfredo. For me, it's between Alfredo and the Allegory. Um, as far as my favorite albums, I, it comes down to those two main albums. I think those two two main projects, um, I don't know, something about them. I think that, that Royce has a good chance of winning. I think Freddie has a good chance of winning if we're looking at, like, if we're going to break down everything, like, quality, from, from the perspective of quality. But also, Freddie Gibbs has 10 tracks with The Alchemist, so I think that's less of a margin of error. So I don't know. But um, as far as everything goes with the Grammys, no matter who wins, <clears throat> where I'm at, personally, and what I see is, I, I do see, like, a level of pandering. And there, there definitely is pandering. I can't, I can't say there isn't. Um, but it is maybe a step in a better direction, but I think that there does need to be a move to balance these nominations out, you know, because who's to say, how come, uh, a person who's more lyrically driven can't be nominated for song of the year. And, and, and this is just going to make more division at the end of the day. And the nominations are already getting weird. So I guess my question is, did the Grammys do it right? It depends on what, did, did the Grammys do it right? It depends on what your definition of right is. It's. It really, for me, no, because it just seems forced and, and just it seems like a total coin flip. I just think if they were to, you know, to, to slowly implement everything, then okay. But I think because of COVID, everything got thrown off and viewership is already so low. They, they probably feel like if they, they really don't do something different, they won't, they won't drive um, as many views to the Grammys. But it, it's really interesting because this goes to show like the companies will change with the views of the people. So that this goes, this 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 tells us that you know we as the people are in control because when we demand, <clears throat> you know, for a Freddie Gibbs, a Royce, you know, a Nas to be nominated, I think it's good because I mean I don't think anyone could take away like all five of these gentlemen are high caliber MCs, like all five of these gentlemen are high caliber MCs, and we just gotta leave it at that. And um, you know, much much love to all of them. You know, congratulations. As as far as the best rap song category, I think Roddy. I hope I hope Roddy wins or Little Baby wins uh, for for um, the Bigger Picture record. I think it comes down to those two records, personally, or um, even Megan Thee Stallion with the Beyonce record because that's huge. But I'm just saying what Roddy Rich was able to do alone um, with that beat, everything together, the the marriage between the vocals and the production. I think it was very special and. Um, yeah, I think Roddy Rich brought something very new to the game with that record, and a lot of people were trying to fuck with the style. But overall, th- those are my thoughts on the Grammys, and there definitely is a huge element of pandering. I can't, I can't like downplay that, and um, it is fucked up, you know. And when I look at everything, I I look at the nominations. I you know, of course, I never look to the Grammys for anything, but um. It definitely took me by surprise, you know, a little bit in a good way, but I was also confused. And I think a lot of other publications are sitting here thinking, you know, what is the intent behind this? And it's nothing major. It's just the intention, because I think uh, people have a lot of trust issues with establishments at the moment, and clearly so. But that's my take on the Grammys as far as everything, you know, as far as all of that, that's my take, you know, and I never really had to give a shit about them um, personally. I've never had at all giving a shit about the Grammys but um now looking past that I want to talk about Chance the Rapper and Pat Corcoran um Pat Corcoran is Chance the Rapper is now former manager and he's currently suing Chance for three million dollars um basically saying that 
the, the reason he is suing him is because he got terminated by chance unfairly and that he was blamed by chance for the poor reception of the big day when in reality, um, and this is Pat Corcoran's response, that chance wasn't being productive in that the project was freestyle driven and this this resulted in it being of amateur quality. And I, I really... Listen, at the end of the day, I got to give my tip my hat off to Pat Corcoran for the honesty of this, just saying that the album wasn't good. You know, I think a lot of people had to bite their tongue in the, on the team and everything. But um, when something isn't good, it's not good. And Pat coming out and, and talking about that and the fact that Chance's dad only wanted to cut him $350,000 check. I think that's pretty crazy. Um if if you guys have a chance, I might drop the link below. You can go take a look. There's a video where Pat Corcoran details, you know, the growth of Chance the Rapper. And he's been here for years. Like, pretty much since the beginning of Chance's career, since 10 Day, Pat, Corcor- Pat Corcoran has been involved with um, developing, you know, his his reputation, his his brand. And without Pat Corcoran, I don't think Chance could have gotten where he's gotten today. So for all of this to happen and for only $350,000 to be on the table. And I know to other people like, well, whatever, that's a quarter of a mil, that's over a quarter of a million, but yeah, it's over a quarter of a million, but what's a quarter of a million when what you did is worth damn near like what 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 you helped do could be damn near worth billions, you know what I mean? Cuz chances is own person, but it's like again, intellectual property music that, that just to just to say that he has no hand in Chance's career and that he doesn't deserve a percentage of anything is pretty crazy to me. Um, and I'm, and you know me, I'm always for the support of the artist. Rarely am I in support of managers or the business. You people know that as far as everything goes. Like, the listeners know this shit. I'm always for the artist. But in this case, it's hard for me not to look at the behavior of Chance and kind of see this weird um, two-facedness. And I look at it and it, it does bother me. Because Pat Corcoran has been, um, I think, a good force in his career. I think he's been a good um, compass, honestly. And I think that when Chance did this and made this lackluster project and he rushed it um, and Pat Corcoran warned him and then the consequences of it came, I just don't think Chance was ready. And this isn't me trying to go in on the big day. I, I heard it and it wasn't anything I liked. But... um. For me, I think what what made it tougher was I was a fan of Chance at one point. I was listening to his mixtapes. I was listening to, you know, acid rap. I was listening to 10 Day in school. I was relating to him. And then, you know, when he took this route, this more gospel route, I think that kind of stifled him in a sense now. Because now he's forced to be in this box because you can't. It's hard to break out of that nice guy box. And when when your character starts to seem shifty, it doesn't it doesn't add up, right? Like, shit just doesn't add up to the public eye. But with Pat Corcoran, um, just, like, the sheer audacity, too, of, of his dad, who is a politician, like, just to try to give um, $350,000 as a settlement to quiet this down, I just think that's, that's so disrespectful. Like, um, that's very disrespectful. Um, and just everything... You know, like it's also sad on on Chance's end. It's sad on Pat's end. It's pretty sad. And I know I know that this is a friendship that's gone sour, and, and none of that is ever good. And you know, with this game and everything, I think that it's easy to lose friends. 
I think it's very easy to lose friends in the music industry. So when it comes to contracts, you just have to know where you stand and, and you have to know what you're doing with your team. You have to trust them. And for, for Pat just to say, hey, listen, I don't think we need to go through with this. I don't think that this is going to work um, on our time scale. And then, then just completely ignore them. Like this person that you've, you work with, you've known, you trusted thus far, just to completely ignore them and look past them. I think that, that was a big mistake on his end. And, um, you know, I, I know what it's like to have disputes, too, with managers, disputes, whatever. But I, I think that there is there's this there is this big element of trust. And um, I think there is this alternate alternate universe where, where Pat like might have like more Pat convinced him to relax and work on the album longer. And maybe the album could have came out great. It could have been a classic. It could have been the best thing ever, you know, since um, Hot Fudge Sundays and shit. And it could have been that project. But it. It just didn't go that way because I think that sometimes egos can write a big check that a mind can't cash. And that's not anything, but that's just my, like, philosophy on shit is a lot of people, we get kind of our own preconceived notions and fantasies. Oh, this can all go right, but what if it goes wrong? And when it does go wrong and shit hits the fan, it's fucked up. And two, like, I, I even... Just looking at this and just looking at how people are so quick to cut you off when you've been there um, and when you've helped build the brand. And I think I think that's the thing, too. Dave Chappelle was talking about where um, when it comes to building a brand and everything, Dave Chappelle, you know, helped build the Chappelle show. Not help build. He was the Chappelle show. Sorry. And then he doesn't get a piece of it at all from Comedy Central. Now, I'm not trying to compare Pat to Dave Chappelle because that's not what this is. But I'm just saying, like, you, if people think that Pat should only get 350k for helping out Chance as much as he has, I think that's not fair because management is a big boost. And if Chance wouldn't have been able to be as successful as he was without management so early, without people who cared, you know, because the thing is, we need to have people who buy into the vision first. Um, but when I look at the, the things with Dave Chappelle, where Dave Chappelle doesn't get a piece of the Chappelle show, even though he created it, him and Neil Brennan, they, they put it together, they wrote it, numerous other writers too, of course, but he doesn't get a piece of it. Now, there, there has to be, I know that business, sure, business, whatever, it might be legal, but as far as ethic, like morality, like there has to be, you have to look at that and just think, wow, this isn't right. Like it just, in in a percentage standpoint of what a person should earn if they are a part of these massive brands and they are the lead thinker or um a a force or a a pillar let me just say a pillar of it i think that there should be fair compensation and pat corcoran you know this is definitely like I, i can imagine how stressful this is for them on both ends because again these are people who are you know friends were friends at one point and um like for things to sour like this it is unfortunate and it goes to show it's like the music industry it's definitely not for the faint of heart and it, it can fuck it can fuck up a lot of things you know fuck up a lot of relationships and um yeah overall i just think people should tread lightly and um just look for better ways to do things and, and handle this shit because i think that life is full of plenty of pitfalls as is so we really shouldn't make any more digging or digging for ourselves when they're already about out and about so um yeah no i think that chance the rapper too like him doing this um this is just a piece of his character coming to light you know i mean i talked about it at one point where um 
I think him kind of taking this more safe route was just his, his way, you know, of preserving his brand. And um, again, branding is great, but people forget what the brand is, is for, you know. People didn't get into Chance because we liked his hats, and his hats are cool, but we got into him because of his music, because of the story he was telling. And when people stray so far from that, it's it does become concerning. So um, as far as all this goes, I just want to say, you know, I do respect Chance the Rapper. I do respect Pat Corcoran. I hope all of this does get resolved with these gentlemen. Um, I hope that, you know, like, again, on both ends, everything can be good and people can move past and maybe Chance can make a good album. But that, that's the one thing I, I get, like, out of all this shit. Like, why didn't he just hit the studio and just make a new album, make a good project? Because Chance is capable of making good music. It's not like that is out of the question. You know, I don't think people lose it. Um, I don't know. It just, it really is just unfortunate. Because I think, like, there, there, there were so many, th- it's like Chance the Rapper, his career should have gone way better i think like his career should have gone way better at this point and um it's almost like the same way i feel about logic where you know i think i think overall the hip-hop community online has been very harsh towards and sometimes rightfully so you know what i mean rightfully so like the big day wasn't a great project and um it's it, this goes to show it's like if you're an artist and, and you spend time and you build a brand it, this goes to show like you could be on the come up and you don't have a name but if, if you're building a brand just keep making quality music keep making quality product and building up and, and going forward because that's the best thing that you can really do in the long run um it's i don't know i i just my, my mind is just baffled just at the fact that like that like that there wasn't any uh, other other kind of recourse that could that chance could have done but just looking overall at the business structure i mean we've had all the, these discussions of independence major versus indie etc cetera, etc cetera. and I, i'm kind of like trying to put that subject to bed you know because i don't want to be that annoying dude who talks about it on the podcast his music I'm, I'm not doing that shit too much but um yeah the, the, this is a gap you know i think that this is a gap and i think that people the people who don't understand this stuff they really shouldn't try it but um i i'm not I think if you know music, you just you should know that the big day it was it was asinine as far as everything goes. You know, um, as far as like some of the shit he was saying, like like to, to like be a fan of acid rap where he was really pushing the boundaries, and I think he got experimental on that project, and he really he really impressed me. And then to do something like Big Day, I was like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> um. You know, and, and this is just my honest opinion. It's like fucking music is music, and it's and sometimes like it, to make music fast, I feel like it's it's like this lightning lightning in a bottle thing where it has to be right, and and, and it it can really be circumstantial. But over time, to make music, that does require discipline. And um, let's talk about studio sessions now. This is for the rappers. So so for studio sessions, like what makes a productive studio session? You know what makes a productive studio session, and for me, I think a lot of the work needs to be done outside of the studio before you go to the studio. As in, I think you should have what you should know what records you're going to be doing. I think you should know what what you have written if you you have anything written, or if you're going to go in there and just go off top, whatever. But I think that this comes down to a preparation thing, and I think that if you want to have a successful session, that preparation is everything. You know, but then again, I'm not gonna 
be the type of person to say, hey, don't be an artist, don't try something different, don't be experimental, don't work on something on the fly. I'm not going to be like that. But I think that preparation is a very important element. And I think knowledge is an important element, you know, in every piece, whether it's the production, the engineering, um, everything, you know, like I'm not saying you have to code and break down every decibel of a song, but engineering too is, is, a, is another beast, you know, um, I'm, I'm not as good as engineering, I'm still working on all of that, but I think too, editing the podcast has helped these past six podcasts have just kind of been straight from the phone because of time constraints. I'm not able, you know, to spend, it's weird. Like I'm, I've been so busy. I can't just send <laughs> email the podcast to myself and stuff, um, because my schedule has been tight, but, but trying to get all, all this shit lined up, you know, with engineering, I think that that's an important element of a session. If you're an engineer, um, I don't. I think the worst thing engineers can do is overthink shit and also think that there's only one way to mix a song. I think thinking that there's one way to mix a song is one of the worst things. And um, I've had to deal with people who everything needs to be by this book. And to me, I don't think that's right because every song is different, and you have to approach it differently. And, I, and really, with the engineers, you all you're doing it's like it's a art, the art of distortion. The art of distortion in a sense so engineering music i think can get complicated too i think there are so many things that can kind of get complicated and um, i'm trying to simplify but if you're a rapper and you want to have a successful session and you're buying studio time and you want to make the best of that studio time like the best thing you can do and this is a shout out to down lopez um his youtube channel i might have to have him as a guest but um just all i'm saying is Listen, get, get your preparation right. Make sure you have everything written that you need written and have your beats ready and have a drive. Have something ready because I don't know. I have trust issues. I don't think I could leave a drive of my music in another engineer's um, in another engineer's computer. I think that's against <laughs> that shit's against me. But um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Whether you're an engineer, producer rapper graffiti artist dj um anybody who just like partakes in hip-hop culture or listens listens to the music likes it um i appreciate it uh thank you so much um for listening and just taking the time it makes my day and i got more and more content in the works more music the deluxe edition of my project should be out within the next two days and this is a sorry to anyone um like uh, this is a sorry to anyone who's been waiting and um as far as soundcloud the full project should be up there it's been a little delayed again because um i know again like this is just just bullshit like um just fucking internet issues but as far as getting the tracks uploaded on soundcloud no 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 it is it's the wav files i got to convert certain files to mp3 but um those should be up on SoundCloud too. And from there, yeah, no, everything that I think that's about it. But um, yeah, just a lot of work is going into to the podcast. I'm upgrading a lot of shit. I know I've said this a million times, but I am. And um, it's been gradual. It wasn't as fast as I thought, but it's been gradual. And slow progress is better than no progress, as they say. And yeah, just tell me, what do you guys think about the Grammys? What do you think um, about the best rap album category? What do you think of the best rap song category? Um, 
please, you know, feel free, drop a comment, um, just let me know how you feel, um, maybe make a response, whatever the fuck, um, make sure to follow me, everything in the description below, Instagram, Twitter, make sure to check out my album, Heart Into The Soil, out now, got plenty of new shit coming, new music videos are in the works, and yeah, just shout out to everyone listening, thank you so much, God bless, and have a great day, peace.